So Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Verse 13, brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14, Philippians 3, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this moment we have, God, to be together to worship you, Lord. Out of this whole day, this New Year's Day, God, just being in church for an hour and a half, God, it's not that much, but we want to honor honor you today by uh, being here, by connecting in, by being part of this service, Lord, because of you, Jesus Christ. And I pray that you be glorified, that you would be honored, and that your spirit would speak to us through your word today, and it would motivate us, it would, it would, it would influence us, it would inspire us, God, for this new year, and set the pace, Lord, of what you want for us in 2023. So anoint this time with your Holy Spirit, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I came across some interesting ways that people celebrate the new year. In Denmark, they traditionally smash dishes, plates, and cups against the doors of their friend's home. Can you imagine that? Go to your friend's home, and you're just chucking these cups and breaking Well, why do they do that? Well, as many of these New Year traditions are, they try and ward off bad spirits so that you'll have a good year. Good year. Isn't that crazy? Like, oh, here's a plate. You're throwing it, chucking it against the door. Happy New Year, right? In Thailand, traditionally, for the Thai New Year, which is actually in April, they pour water over someone's head to wash away bad luck and wish them a good year. Can you imagine taking a bucket of water and just coming up to someone and go dousing them? Happy New Year! What? What are you doing, right? In Estonia, the tradition is at, to eat at least seven full meals on December 31st. Seven full meals. I mean, talk about Thanksgiving. I mean, this is New Year's Eve day. They just eat and eat and eat. And maybe you guys... Eight and eight and eight or already, and you're kind of full today. Well, in Estonia, they eat seven full meals, and some even eat more than that. Why? Well, so to harness, this is the tradition, the strength of seven men for the year ahead. So you'll be strong, have strength and power to get through the new year. In Japan, at midnight, Uh, The Buddhist temples ring a bell 108 times. Why is that? Well, they believe it cleans the 108 earthly desires in the mind, heart, and soul and body. It's said to help you leave your old, sad, frustrated self behind and enter the new year with a clear mind and happy soul. Interesting, yeah, throughout the countries throughout the world, there's traditions to try and make this coming new year way better. But how about us as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ? How about us? Well, 
I think this is great today that we can be in church and seek Jesus to come to him. And I think being in church or, or even the, the years we're not in church, it's good, it's good to come to the Lord because it's a great opportunity to make a new commitment to Christ for the new year. To make a commitment to live for him, to, to make this 2020 Three, for him and nothing else. Did I say something funny? 2023? Yeah, okay. And, and I think what better day even to take communion here this morning, as I mentioned. But, you know, as we come here this morning, we got to really mean it as we come to the Lord. As we get into this passage and, and we're inspired, yeah, Lord, it's for you. Yeah, 2023 is for you. We got to mean it in our hearts. We got to really mean it that this year is going to be different than last year that even though if you were committed that you were going to be you are going to be even more committed more surrendered more living more for jesus more effort and we got to really mean it from our heart there's an old joke about new year's it says new year resolutions go in one year and go out uh, one year right so I, I, that happens, right? We make our resolutions and, yeah, we're going to do this. And most resolutions only last a month, right? But today, let's not make that mistake in our commitment to the Lord. Let's not do what we've done in the past and just do the same old, same old, live the same way, same old. Let, let today be something different than ever before in our lives. Let's make the new year a new year. And that's the title of our, our message, our new year message here. Make the new year a new year. And as we read, we're going to be covering Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12 through 14. Now there's four things, four ways that we can make the new year a new year. And this is basically our outline and what we're going to see in our passage. Number one, think progress. Number two, stay focused. Number three, eyes forward. And number four, press onward. So that's what we're going to be seeing. Let's begin with number one in our passage. The first thing I want you to see, and I believe God is talking to us in this way. Number one, think progress. Think progress. Take a look again at, at verse 12 here. Paul writes, I'll read it again. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Let's take this first part here. We begin with the Apostle Paul. He's writing. He wrote the book of Philippians. And he's telling us, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. It's not that I've, I've obtained a certain level here. It's not that I've, I'm perfect now spiritually. He's really talking about spiritually uh, being perfect or mature or arrived, we can say. I, Paul's saying, I haven't arrived, you guys. I, I, I haven't attained to some high spiritual level that I'm perfect and all of that. And, and I think this is amazing that Paul is even writing this. I mean, this is Paul, right? Paul, that, that New Testament pastor, huge figure, right, back in the early church. This, this evangelist, this missionary that we're going to be studying about in the book of Acts. I mean, this is the apostle Paul, the apostle who wrote most of the New Testament that we have in our hands, in our Bibles. This is Paul now, 
who prayed and healed people. This is Paul who, who, who had a glimpse of heaven, right? 2 Corinthians 12. This is Paul who heard Jesus audibly when he was converted, when he was saved. I mean, this is the apostle Paul. And he's saying, look, guys, I haven't attained. I haven't arrived. I'm not at this high level. Not at, not at all. And what I like, no matter what he's done or how God has used him, no matter where he, he is at, I mean, speaking for God, giving us the scriptures and all that. You know what? For Paul, he did not rest on past accomplishments. He didn't rest on, on well, what he's doing now or how God has used him to go all around the world to share Jesus and many people are coming to Christ. He does not rest on those past accomplishments or certain level maybe he's reached. It's been said, the biggest room in the house is the room for improvement. And I think that's the attitude we need to have. We, we can't just rest on our laurels, so to speak. We can't, no matter how much God used you last year or how much you grew or where you're at spiritually, we don't rest on that. You know what? Think progress. We want to move forward in our walk with the Lord. And that's why he goes on and says here in verse 12, he says, uh, but I press on. He's not resting in the past. He's going to keep moving forward. The word here, press on, means relentlessly pursuing. He continues to seek God. He continues to make progress in his walk with the Lord. And look what he says after that. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. To make it my own means of, like he's saying, to possess. He's possessing what Christ wants him to be because Christ has made him his own. It's kind of a play on words. But basically he's saying, you know, I press on to become all that Jesus saved me to be. He saved me for a reason. He saved me to become this person. He saved me for heaven. He saved me to know him. And you know what? I relentlessly pursue that. He saved me so I can be like him, to be like Jesus Christ. We know in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, it says that we are predestined. That, that is our goal, yeah? Into the image of Christ Jesus. It doesn't mean that we become God or anything like that. But in our character, in our new person, we become more like Jesus Christ. Spiritually, our character, who we are, who we, we become, all the biblical things we know of who this new person is. That's what Paul says, I relentlessly pursue to keep growing and to become more like Jesus Christ. So, as we begin here, the first thing I want you to see is that think progress. As we go into year 2023, right, this new year, think progress. Think moving forward. Think growing. Think becoming more like Jesus Christ. Don't sit there and say, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm all right. And just kind of slide into this new year, kind of staying comfortable, staying in your convenient place. But keep moving. Think 
progress in 2023. And that's what Paul's saying. Look, I, I think progress, not perfection. I keep growing. I want to keep pursuing, becoming more and more like Christ. I don't know if uh, you guys that are on a diet or have dieted, right? There's that point where doctors call a weight loss plateau. You ever hit that? Yeah, you're dieting, you're exercising, you lose weight, but then all of a sudden you just hit that plateau. You're doing all the dieting, you're doing the exercising, but you're not losing anymore. To step on the scale, the scale stays the same. What do doctors say, the nutritionists say, well, you know what, that means you hit that level, and what does that mean? You got to change your current plan and do more. You got to exercise more, you got to eat better, you got to diet a little more, you got to eat less calories, all of that. You got to change that current plan. Well, for many of you, you hit a spiritual plateau. Yeah, you've been with Christ or you came to Jesus and you're, you're, you've grown, you got excited and all of a sudden you just hit this plateau and you're there and then you kind of get comfortable because you feel good about yourself. You feel like, oh yeah, I accomplished this, I've done this, yeah, I'm, I'm mature now and you hit this plateau. Well, God is calling us to, to move, to move forward, to grow more, to not stay in that same place. A lot of times we compare ourselves to someone else. We say, oh, yeah, I'm better than that guy. You know, right? Right? We look for someone else that we can compare so we feel better about ourselves. But you know what? We're supposed to look to Jesus. He's the goal. He's what we look to. And if we look to Jesus, and that's what Paul was looking at, to Jesus, he's saying, I haven't arrived. I haven't obtained. It's not like I'm perfected. No, when I look at Christ, whew, I'm far from that. And this is Paul talking. So even more for us, we should look to Jesus, look at him, not other people. Don't think that you are mature because you have arrived at some level. That, well, I've, I've been in the Lord 20 years, you know. I'm good, I'm fine. And, and you're, you're just rolling into 2023 just thinking, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. no. There has to be that passion in your heart to grow even more. If you think you're mature, you don't have to do this, you're wrong. Because you know what? Take a peek at verse 15. Paul says, let those of us who are mature think this way. Think how? Think progress, you guys. Think progress. You see, mature Christians really are never satisfied where they're at. Because there's always room for improvement, right? Room for growth. All right. So make the new year a new year by thinking, putting in your mind, progress, progress. Number two is stay focused. Stay focused. And look at verse 13, uh, the first part of it. It says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do. And we'll pause right there. So Paul's, again, reiterating, hey, it's not like I've arrived here. I haven't, you know, become everything that Christ wants me to be. I haven't made it my own. I haven't progressed or, or, or obtained, possessed all that. But let me tell you, Paul's saying, one thing I do. Now, when he says one thing, he's talking about his single purpose in life, his aim. His target in life. His priority in life. 
He's saying, this is my focus. This one thing. And really, we're going to go on next in our next section. Is He doesn't fluctuate between two things. And we'll see that in a moment. But he keeps to that one thing. When I see this phrase, one thing, it reminds me what David said in Psalm 27.4, right? One thing have I desired that I may seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What's David saying? I just want to be with God. I want to be in his presence. I want to be in church. I want, I want, to, I want to be with God's people. I want to be where God is one thing. And, th- and that is echoing, I think, into Paul's heart. That he wants that one thing. He wants Jesus. He wants that one thing. Or you remember in Luke chapter 10 when um, Jesus went to Martha and Mary's house, right? And Martha was, uh, actually the passage says, distracted with many things. And Mary was where? At the feet of Jesus, listening to him. And then remember when Martha complained, right? Jesus said, hey, Martha, Martha, your, your concern is, is about many things. You're distracted by it. But, but Mary, she has found what you should be concerned about. And what is that? Jesus. And, and Jesus is like, and I'm not going to take that away from her. She's found it. How about you today? As we go into 2023, think about how many times you've been distracted, how you've been busy about things that, that you know what, take over where your one focus should be, your one aim. Have you been distracted from what really matters? We got to stay focused, as, as Paul's saying here. Stay focused. On Jesus, on spending time with Jesus. Uh, uh, get the reading plan. Get into the Word. Stay focused. And, and stay focused on building that relationship with God. I always like to look back on 2022 and assess my own relationship with God. Did I grow closer? Did I grow farther? Did I drift here? Am I really growing another step? Am I, am I a little bit closer to Jesus? Where is that in your heart? Don't we want that today? But sometimes the world, our life, busyness, our hobbies, maybe things we're interested in. Maybe, maybe you get distracted with uh, uh, things that you intentionally get into because you're trying to not deal with the pain, with the hurt. Some people do that. Right? Whether drugs, alcohol, or it could be a hobby, or it could be something. God is the answer here. God can fulfill you. God can give you peace. God can heal you. What are you distracted with? I was thinking about, uh, remember that animated movie, um, Up, it was called? That old guy made, you know, put balloons in his house, flew. But I was thinking, I always think about this because it's like me. Yeah. Um, when they landed at that place, this dog came. His name was Doug. Remember, Doug the dog. and had a little collar where he, he could talk and actually talk in English. And, and it, it's so funny. Yeah, he comes up and goes, you're my master. I love you. <laughs> and he's like, you know, licking, right? But then 
it's certain uh, many of the scenes he's talking and all of a sudden, right, he's distracted. His, his head turns, his eyes turn, and all of a sudden it's like, squirrel. And then he gets back into, you know, the conversation or what's going on. But I was thinking, that's like me. I'll be like, oh, yeah, into this or into God. And all of a sudden, squirrel. And you get distracted, right? I mean, we all have the squirrel moments, right? We can't. We, ha- we got to stay focused. One thing. One thing. You know, I was thinking about the distractions in my life that I, quote, unquote, that I've gotten into. And how that has wasted time that I could have been put to the Lord. That I could have been sitting with the Lord. That I could have been connecting with the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Think, think about that. All those squirrel moments. And maybe there were more than moments. Maybe hours. Yeah? Social media. Or watching something. Or whatever you know, that is. Think about how wasted that, wasted time that was. I don't want to do that in 2023. Someone had calculated uh, a typical uh, a lifespan of 70 years. They just took 70 as a number. And they kind of calculated how many years different things are spent. So in this typical lifespan of 70 years, uh, uh, they spent 23 years sleeping. Uh, 16 years at work, 8 years watching TV, eating was 6 years, sometimes for me it's more than that, traveling uh, 6 years, leisure 4.5 years, uh, being, getting sick 4 years, uh, dressing they said 2 years, I was thinking oh some people it might be more years than that, but last on the list sadly was church, and church was only half a year. And I thought, wow, where are we, you know? Shouldn't that be like up at the top? I I know we got to sleep and work, but shouldn't it be up there, though? If we put into that our daily devotional time, being in the Word, being in prayer, shouldn't that be up higher, more up at the top? If someone were to calculate our whole lifespan into years, meet as I get older, it seems time goes faster and faster, yeah? We're talking about, oh, wow, it's 2023 already. Yeah, what happened? Oh, getting older, you know? And so I'm thinking, wow, things are going faster and faster. I, I want to stay focused. I don't want to waste these years, yeah? When you're young, you think you, you get all this time. When you're older like me, it's like, oh, my gosh, I only have more. Oh, yeah, only 10 years. No, whatever left. What am I doing with those years that I have left? Well, let's be like Paul. Let's stay focused. Stay focused on what matters. You know, if there's one thing you get out of this morning, this morning together, this message, get this. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's Jesus Christ. And so make the new year a new year how think progress stay focused number three now eyes forward eyes forward eyes forward this is the rest of verse 13 here in philippians 3 
It says, after, uh, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Okay, so Paul says, here's this one thing out of two things. Now, the two things are, well, number one, what is behind, talking about the past. And the second thing is what lies ahead, the future, what's coming. So Paul's like, this one thing I do. And basically, he's straining, he says, you're straining, and it's like that, that effort a runner makes, that keep looking forward, straining, putting all the effort, stretching his abilities. You know, when a runner runs and are going for the goal, it's stretching their abilities. Even, even their, their whole body is aching, wanting to stop. He's straining. He keeps going. It's the runner going the distance. It's the runner uh, doing everything he can to make it to the finish. So in all of this, Paul's like, you know what? I'm going to forget what's behind. And the one thing I'm going to do, I'm going to look forward to what's ahead. So he's like, eyes forward, you guys. Eyes forward. And let me put it this way, first of all. Eyes forward, let go and leave the past behind. Eyes forward by letting go and leaving the past behind. You know, I think one of the biggest problems with Christians is that we still live in the past. That we're stuck in the past. That, that we keep looking back. That, that, that we're, we're like um, influenced or kind of like condemned from the past. That, that, that we're like still like this ball and chain from the past and, and we can't move forward. Whether it's our regrets or our sins. And then because of that, we, we can't move forward because we feel like we're defined by the past and our past mistakes and failures. Paul says, forget it, you guys. Paul says, don't allow the past to affect the present and the future that you're heading into. Eyes forward. You got to let it go. You got to leave it behind. I want you to look at a few scriptures here. And if you don't have it marked, I think this is important. Turn to the left to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans 8, verse 1. I always go to this. This, this is why I always bring it up too. But it's important for me in my own discouragement and failures that I know if I go to Jesus, verse John 1, 9, I can be forgiven when I confess my sins because Christ died on the cross. And then we have Romans 8, verse 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So in 2023, eyes forward knowing there's no condemnation. That, yeah, you're failures. Yeah, you sin. But you can come to Christ, be forgiven. You can come to the cross like today. We can do that. And you can leave those sins sins behind you and be forgiven and cleansed so you can move forward, so you can get up and get back into the race. Eyes forward, eyes forward. Then turn over to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Hebrews 10, 17. And I like this one too. 
And maybe if you don't have it marked, it's something to mark now. Hebrews 10:17. It says here, then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. This is God, the Lord speaking. In other words, of course God knows everything and he's omniscient. And he knows your failures. He's, he knows your sins. But he's not going to hold it against you anymore. Everything's great. Everything's good between you and him because of Christ. You get a second chance. You can move forward. You can keep going. So in 2023, understand that. Eyes forward. Let go of the past. Leave the past behind. All your fails, all your things that has happened, let it go in the Lord. Be cleansed and move forward. Listen, you can't change the past. But you can change what it means. In other words, don't let the past be some stumbling stone, yeah? But let it be a step to move forward. Warren Wiersbe said this, The past is a rudder to guide you, not an anchor to drag you. We must learn from the past, but not live in the past. Isn't that good? So eyes forward, you guys. No matter what it was in the past, no matter your failures or sins that we carry regret or guilt, you know what? Christ died for all of that so that we would have another chance, that we can move forward. That 2023, we can go eyes forward, not worrying about this past stuff, but eyes forward by letting go and leaving the past behind. And the second thing, really, what he says here in the rest of verse 13 is that eyes forward to what's ahead. Eyes forward to what's ahead. He says, um, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. You know what that means? That means God has a great future for you. That means what lies ahead and we're gonna, it's going to unfold more as we get into the next verse. But what lies ahead is good. What lies ahead, no matter, maybe you're facing trials or challenges. God is still there. God is still working. And you can leave that past and keep moving forward. I was thinking about in Genesis 37 through 50. Remember the whole story of Joseph? Remember Joseph and what he went through? He, he was abused, right? By his brothers. I mean, really bad. He, he was in a dysfunctional, if I could use that word, family. Right? The father favored Joseph and not the brothers. It, it, was, it, was, it was all messed up. And his brothers, in, in, in spite against Joseph, ended up what? Uh, throwing him in a pit. Selling him to some slave traders. Lying that. Well, he got eaten t- telling the father that. Right? It was bad, bad situation. And then, well, Joseph, he, he was able to, um, God was with him. He was able to, like, rise in prominence and, as a slave. And then he became the head of the slaves of Potiphar's house. But then he got accused falsely, right, for seducing a wife. And then got thrown in prison. And I mean, think about Joseph. He could have been so caught up in his past, so depressed so discouraged like oh man you know i'm nobody oh god doesn't love me oh, da, 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 all this stuff right but we don't see read any of that in genesis i believe he kept 
trusting God. I believe he let go, left behind. His eyes were forward to whatever God has for him ahead. He ended up, right, uh, interpreting Pharaoh's dream, then became second to Pharaoh. And then God used that to save Israel, to save his family, to this nation that God was forming with this family. And that one day would grow into this big nation and kings and the Messiah would come out of it. This was all part of God's plan. And God used Joseph. But remember when the father died, Jacob passed away, and, and then um, the brothers are all scared. Oh, no, Joseph's going to take revenge. What did he say in Genesis 50? Joseph told his brothers, what you meant for evil, God uh, used for good to save all of you guys, to save a people. So that was Joseph's. Look, perspective on all these things. His eyes were forward, it seemed like, always to what God was doing. So God has a plan in it all. No matter what your past was, no matter what you're going through right now, God is still God and He is sovereign and He has a plan in it all. And in that, we can keep our eyes forward. Not for the old days. Oh, I wish it was like that. Oh, no, things are ruined. No, God has a plan in and out, even the mistakes. He can turn that around, not to make excuse for it, but he can turn that around for his good, Romans eight twenty eight. And so for you, God has this future. So in the present, as, you, as we start New Year's Day today, 2023, right now, let go. Leave the past behind and look forward to God's plan and the future He has for you in 2023. God is a great God, isn't He? We, 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 we worship that way, right? We lift His name up, that He's our Creator and our Maker, that He saved us. He's Lord. He's all-powerful. He has all wisdom. He knows everything. If that's our God, then expect great things from the hand of our great God. Expect Expect great things from the hand of our great God. Make the new year a new year, a, a really a new year. The way you approach your life, the way you approach this year, the way you go into it, make it a new year different from all the other years. Think progress, stay focused, eyes forward. And our last one, number four, press onward. Press onward. And this is verse 14, Philippians 3. It says here, Paul writes, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's that phrase, press on again. It means in original Greek, relentlessly pursue. Paul relentlessly continues. He perseveres. He does everything he can like a runner running the race. He keeps moving forward. Forward. He keeps eyes forward, right? You can't run and look backwards, yeah? or you'll lose the race. No, he's, he's set on what that goal is. He relentlessly pursues. He presses on. His, his attitude, his heart is like 1 Corinthians 9.24, where he wrote, Don't you know that in a race, all runners run, but only one guy wins the prize? He says, so run. In a way that you would obtain that. That you would be that first place. And he's, he's talking about an analogy of our spiritual walk. Uh, of our life with God. That we would put 
everything into our relationship with God, of growing, of being used by the Lord, of furthering the kingdom, of becoming everything that God wants us to be. Paul's like, you know what? I'm all in and I'm going all out. And what's it for? Well, he says here in verse 14, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He presses on toward the goal. What's the goal? I believe the goal is to become like Christ. I believe that that's what it is, to, to, to be everything that the Lord wants him to be, to do everything that the Lord wants him to do. That's, that's his goal, Romans eight twenty nine. And the prize is to receive that. And when will that be? Well, we know that in 1 John 3, 2, that when we see him, we will be like him, right? When we finally reach heaven, and we'll be given that crown of righteousness. We'll also be given glorified bodies, sinless, where we will have finally reached that uh, completed work of God in our lives, right? Uh, Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work is faithful to complete it. That's the goal. That's the prize. And what's this upward call of God? Well, that's when we get there, when we get to that finish line in heaven. Really, the analogy is, is when, when runners back then, when at the end of the race, the winners would be called up, the upward call, to the podium to receive that gold medal. Back then, it was just a wreath, right? But it was all the prestige and everything that went along with that. Today, it'd be like our Olympics, where you're called up to the podium, one, two, three, and we see them get the gold, silver, and bronze medals. That's the idea. The upward call of God when God calls us up. When we reach that finish line of heaven, we get that prize of crown of righteousness, our glorified bodies. So Paul is saying, that's what I press onward for. Press onward till your race is finished. Press onward to reach Jesus there. You know what's interesting to me? The word press here in verse 12 and 14 it's the Greek word, dioko, relentlessly pursue. But, but I want you to notice this. That same word, dioko, is used in Galatians 1.13. And there it's translated as persecuted. So if you think of Paul is sharing his testimony and saying, yeah, I relentlessly pursued the church. Christians, we know his testimony, right? Before he came to Christ, he was going after Christians. He was this devout Jew, rabbi, right, Pharisee, and, and he thought, these guys are, are, are blasphemous. I'm going to go stomp them out. So some even believe they even uh, not just had Christians in prison, but he persecuted them and maybe even took party into many of them dying. And so... Paul writes in Galatians 1.13 that I, the old I relentlessly pursued the church. But now he says, I, the I press on, what? Relentlessly pursuing Jesus. So think about it this way. Before he was saved, Paul put much effort, much passion into ruining the church. Yeah? Bringing Christians down. But now after he saved, Paul put that same effort and passion into what? Jesus. Living for 
Jesus. Maybe some of you before Christ, you put a lot of effort and passion into your sin. You were doing it for Satan or Satan was using you. But now, let's do the same thing for Jesus. For Jesus Christ. Talk about being distracted. Sometimes we put so much into our, our bitterness. Our unforgiveness. So much into to, to, ah, this person. So much thought. But we need to forgive. We need to get rid of that bitterness. Have God heal you. And put all that effort, time, emotion, passion into God. Imagine, imagine how everything will change in your life in 2023 if you did that. If you put all that in. Imagine that. Imagine you can through God. And that's what God is calling us to do. Press onward. Press onward. In 1924, Eric Little from that, uh, I don't know if you guys watched Chariots of Fire, that old movie, right? Uh, He was a Christian, became a missionary after this, but he was in the Olympics there. And he lost his race. For the first time, he lost a race in his, in his life, basically. And he was sulking. He was discouraged. And he was depressed. And, you know, he said, if I, if I can't win, I won't run. But then his girlfriend wisely replied, if you don't run, you won't win. And he did run. And he won the gold in 1924. We got to run. We got to press on, you guys. You may be saying, well, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I'm going through. And I'll I'll tell you, I don't. I probably don't fully understand, but I know something. I know what Jesus went through. And he went through far worse than any of us could, could go through. And what he went through, he went through so he could free you. So he could heal you. So you can have a relationship with him, a close one. So you can be strengthened by him. So he can be there for you. You can run. You can do this. Press on. In 2023, press onward. Frances uh, Havergal, the famous hymn writer, she wrote this poem one year for, for the new year. It was for the new year. And, and I love this. I want to read it to you. Dear Father, let it be in working or in waiting. Another year with thee. Another year of progress. Another year of praise. Another year of proving thy presence all the days. Another year of mercies, of faithfulness and grace. Another year of gladness, the glory of thy face. Another year of learning upon thy loving breast. Another year of trusting, of quiet, happy rest. Another year of service, of witness for thy love. Another year of training for holier work above. Another year's drawing, dear Father, let it be, on earth or else in heaven, another year for thee. I love that. Press onward, you guys. No matter what 2022 was like, 2023, we're going to press onward. I want to do that as a church together. I want to step it up. I don't, I don't want it to be the same old, same old. I don't want this just to be some New Year's resolution but let this be a new year revolution. Amen? Let's, let's obey the Lord here. Let's be passionate about changing our 
lives. And let's make January 1, 2023, the first day of the rest of your life. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I believe that's a promise for you and me. Personally, our church, your lives, whatever it is, write that down, look at it, pray on this today. Isaiah 43, 19. I'll close with this. You guys know who Thomas Edison is, right? Um, He invented, what, the light bulb, the microphones like we use today in service, film projectors, and more than a thousand other things. Well, one evening in December in 1914, a fire broke out in his factory. Eight fire departments came out, eight of them. But the fire was so hot they couldn't get into it. They couldn't, they couldn't douse it, and everything burned to the ground. Well, the next morning, Thomas Edison looked at the ruins, and you know what he said? There is great value in disaster. All our mistakes are burned up. Then he said, thank God we can start anew. And that's what today is. January 1, 2023, we can start anew. We can have a new start here. We can think progress this year. We can stay focused. We can eyes forward. We can press onward. And with that, we can make the new year a new year. Let's pray. Lord, uh, as we close out this message and Lord, as we move on into a time of communion, God, we are grateful, Lord, for this day. God, we have woken up, Lord, to a new day, a new opportunity, God, that you have made. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. God, no matter our situations, no matter what we're going through, no matter the trials, Lord, no matter maybe there's still some dark clouds following us, God, you are the bright light and shining one in our hearts and our lives. And so, God, we're finding here today that we can make the new year a new year because of you in our lives, because of what you've done, Jesus, in sacrificing yourself on the cross so that our sins would, would be forgiven, that no longer would we be, we be in bondage, Lord, but we can be freed of sin, freed and healed, God, of bitterness, freed of unforgiveness, freed, Lord, of, of, of our doubts and our, our pain and whatever else is going on. God, you can set us free and the truth will set us free. And so, Lord, we come before you. God, I pray that as we receive the elements that you would, you would right now, just your spirit would minister to our hearts. Give us a word, Lord. Continue to speak, God, as we have come on this January 1, 2023, to start this new, off, new year with you, God. To start off with you. We are here, God, surrendered. We are here yearning for you and more of you in our lives. So, Lord, come and grace us even more with your 
for your presence, God, a strong sense of your presence. Strengthen us, fill us, God, and let us make the new year a new year. In Jesus' name, amen.